and I couldn't even tell you it even could have been on a book and but I have like a mental image of what I imagined but like they'll do like a therapist will bring in like a hypnotist and like put them under to like get over like phobias and stuff yeah that's that's one of the big things um so the idea of hypnotism is it's a relaxed state but you're like ultra focused which I, I think is just really cool and then the people So you're finally getting old. You're going to have I, to get... I think I'm aging. Yep. You're, getting, you're getting the eye issues. What age do you think, like, even people with good eyes have to kind of start, I don't know, wearing glasses and et cetera? Um, according to my eye doctor, because I had LASIK done a couple years ago. Absolutely love it. Everyone should do LASIK, even if they're not eligible, you know, because it's a weird feeling. Like, your eyes are open, but, like, it goes, like... Black. How many people do you think have panic attacks having LASIK? Um, I uh, I was pretty nervous, and then they offered me like some like pills or whatever, mm-hmm. and then I was like, no, 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 I I don't need that. And then like five minutes before, like I was so, like, like in the relaxation pill pills. Yeah, yeah, there were some, I think, nice drugs. I probably because uh, I think. Well, when I was getting my wisdom teeth removed, you've had your wisdom teeth removed, right? I haven't. Um, okay. I got okay. big mouth, so. It, the, how does that apply? Well, I don't. They're, they just like. Don't you get fit. them removed because of the nerves? Um. Well, like my wisdom teeth have like oh, they, kind of they like. Fit. Yeah. What? Uh, but they like slid. I didn't like need right mine in. removed, but I was there, and they're like, "You don't need them removed." But I got them removed, so I didn't have to go under. And that whole idea just scares me, cause like. Okay, yeah, when I'm having surgery, I still have no control over it. But the fact that, like, I'm at complete mercy of and have, like, no function yeah, that I know of. Out. It's just, no, I just don't like that. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I got, like, pretty nervous going into it, like, like, in the waiting room. Because, like, with LASIK surgery, they do, like, thousands, and it takes, like, maybe a minute or two minutes. Yeah. So like they just had us in a line. So how, like we were, what, at what age do your eyes start to like decline again? Um, even if you have like good eyes, like what's the, what's the age where you like start to go downhill or does, or is there not an age? I, I think everyone at some point, like they get like reading glasses or whatever. Yeah. You know, uh, some people like get some just to drive, but, but I think it's like 40. Oh, that's, well. that's the end, end of the line. So if I'm, you know, hypothetically 16 years away from 40, probably not actually struggling with that. But I notice it's when I've had like a lot of caffeine that I think my eyesight gets worse. That's I don't probably know. not healthy. It's... Well, I just feel like <laughs> I almost think it's like a hyper thing. Like I just get so much energy that like I can't focus almost. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Maybe I should think about my life actions now <coughs> well i could just be making this up and it's all just psychological yeah, it's <laughs> just in your head but it's i think it's officially fall yes we got the nfl kicked off this week and 
Starbucks had a uh, fall drink deal. Buy one, get one after after 12. So it worked out great for us because with our intermittent fasting, we kind of just kind of wait around. Um, we hit like a wall at like 11 where like our productivity kind of, kind of stops. Yeah. Um, It's like hunger can no longer be curbed. (laughs) Hunger is here. You just, it's just constantly in, in your head. Just like I am like, I'm working, but then like I'm also hungry. So definitely my productivity sucks, but we take our dogs, on a walk and we look forward to that every day uh at 11 30 because when we get it, back it got moved up yeah it used to be like between probably noon and one we would walk the dogs but with intermittent fasting we do 11 30 because when we get back <laughs> we get to eat we get it yeah so <laughs> <laughs> um big wins yeah highlights of our day but we we got our starbucks um Drink orders. I think what I had a pumpkin spice latte. You had a pumpkin cold foam thingy. It was like a pumpkin chai iced thing. I don't know. Iced pumpkin chai latte. Probably something like that. With oat milk. Avi. And we don't love Starbucks. But we go there pretty often just because... The coffee quality is low. Yeah. I would much prefer to go to a small coffee place where like they roast their own beans because like... The You're trying quality, something new. It's just so much better. Sometimes it's good. Sometimes it's a little risky, but but I know like. How many coffee shops have we been to where like they not often, roast their not own, a ton, their own beans, and we're like, Bad. this is terrible. Yeah, that, that's that's true, and we like to support local as much as we can, but yeah. like when we're traveling, like the Atlanta airport, and obviously only some has. of those places don't roast their own beans, but I think they usually source them from like they, a more local they're place. They're probably buying some of the nicer quality yeah. stuff. Where Starbies, I'm sorry, but your bean quality just ain't it. Like it just mm, could do better. But just to the whole point of this, the fall stuff, it's just like it's just like a little tease before Christmas. I mean Why do you say that? I the flavors are just not as good. Okay. Uh, it's, so it's like just the they they might as well just go christmas stuff and people would be happier but you gotta do september you gotta get the 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 fall vibes you can't just skip to winter but i agree the christmas drinks unmatched holiday drinks they're just way the holiday drinks are where it's at i personally love the peppermint mocha uh, the la- last year you got the creme brulee or something. Yeah, that was good. That was good. My dad got me, and they have it every year. Oh, I can't remember the name of it. But it's something where you're like, that's going to be weird. But then it's better but than But the you first think. year they had it, I could totally be making this up, but this is how it is in my memory, is, I don't know, my junior or senior year, they brought this drink on. My dad got it for me because he would usually go get us coffee. Thanks, Dad. We love you so much for that. <laughs> but I remember being in English and he, I got it. We had like an after class thing for our AP English class. And I was like, hmm, I wonder if this is going to be good. And it was so good. So sometimes I debate between that and the peppermint mocha because. That was a long time ago. It was. Yes, I know I'm old. <laughs> Getting old. Eyesight's going bad. Everything. But. I guess even just going into that, 
kind of what I wanted to talk to you about today is the TV shows I've been watching, just been grinding some HBO. And I don't watch a ton of TV, but this week I've been watching a lot more. You think I do, but it's always sports. Like, we watched the U.S. Open. Probably going to watch the U.S. Open today, the men's finals today. The women's final yesterday was yeah, really good. Yeah. It was fun. I just love the speeches afterwards, too. And just, like, the excitement. Because last year was two pretty young people, too. And I I miss watching Like, Ser- if Serena Djokovic, play. that's who's playing, right? Yeah. If he wins, I mean, he's won, like, a lot. So, like, yeah, eh, yeah. it's not as exciting. He's, like, one of, like best tennis players of all time so uh, it's fun to watch but it's like watching him win isn't like as cool as watching coco win because like this was her first yeah, her first one and she's yeah. 19 which... and it was on like her home soil which was really cool because okay anywho get back to what you were saying but just the idea of like mind control or just like getting into like a state or a zone uh has just been pretty interesting for me so the last couple mean, of days is, do you mean like like where someone is controlling you or getting yourself into a zone of like focus of like deep focus well in these sci-fi tv shows it was like mind control but that's not like you know kind of the big thing or like reality but uh I've always thought hypnotists were really cool. Uh, like the, you know, when I think of it, I think of like the, the acting or whatever, you know, like the, the controlling stuff. But um, just kind of like looking up into it and like reading about it, there's a lot of medical benefits that they talk about. So I was just curious, have you ever been hypnotized? Me, no. I've only watched people get hypnotized, I think once, possibly twice, but I'm pretty sure it was just once. (coughs) But I've never been hypnotized. I think it looks cool, but I mean, obviously I'm not like searching out like, hey, let's go find a hypnotist, you know, kind of thing. Now, there are people that do it and I was looking, some insurances cover it. It's about like 50. getting hypnotized. Yeah, go into a hypnotist Wait, for so some therapy. Don't they do that? Okay, this is purely based on TV shows I've watched, and I couldn't even tell you. It even could have been on a book, and but I have like a mental image of what I imagined. But like they'll do, like a therapist will bring in like a hypnotist and like put them under to like get over like phobias and stuff. Yeah, that's that's one of the big things. So the idea of hypnotism is it's a relaxed state, but you're like ultra focused, which I, I think is just really cool. And then the people that describe the sessions are just like, it was so relaxing, but it's almost like a hyper focus on like one thing. And then the medical benefits or like therapy and it is a form of like psychiatry or whatever Mm -hmm. so like that's why the people do it uh but it can be used to for weight loss um as like a you almost like training your body like oh i don't need to eat or like kind of thing 
uh, pain. So it kind of like puts these thoughts. Do you think it kind of changes your thought pattern? Because the one of I'm reading two books right now, but one of them is talking about our ego, and like one of the chapters was kind of about the tracks that we have just repeating in our mind and how intentional we have to be about those thoughts and how hard it is to change the tracks. Like if we've been told something since we were a child, well, we can't change the track until we know we are aware of it. And we have to constantly be aware that that's being played to, in order to even try to make progress to changing it. And if something's been around, like a thought we've had for 15 years of our life, that's just been constantly playing in our mind. I mean, it's going to take a lot of work to change that. So do you think because hypnotism is just that deep focus that it can almost give you kind of a jump start into changing that thought pattern? Yeah, I, I, I think that would be something. Because I know like they have some where like they'll go back and like, you focus on like memories of the past or like, I don't know, repeat some stuff of like, you don't need to do this. And and then part of that is, I think it relates uh, when I was reading about it, it's the main causes you lose. You don't focus on your conscious mind. And that's why you get, it, it's called like a heavy suggestive almost. Mm-hmm. So like when like a, magician hypnotist is like you know dance around like you're a monkey Mm -hmm. like people will do that because they're not thinking about like oh people are gonna judge me because i'm doing something that i would have thought would be goofy yeah um that's really interesting because thinking about it as like a form of therapy if they can like change some of those kind of harsh memories that you have of like I know something we've talked about that's pretty minor in the grand scheme of things is how if there's a word we don't know, we don't want to pronounce it. Like, let's say we're at a restaurant and we're trying to order something, but we don't know how to pronounce that word. I usually just point to it. Point to it or like... Because there was probably one time in school we were... You you get self-conscious about it or like... You were trying to read it and then you said like a word wrong and you got made fun of. And so then you just learned like... Yeah, or just kids kids would laugh. I should not say words that I don't know how to pronounce. Which, you know, like, I don't know if you did this in school, but, like, even up into high school, like, the popcorn reading, you know, like, you would pick somebody. Yeah, oh, my gosh. That was not funny. Like, the the constant, like, anxiety you'd have, because you'd just be like, okay, you knew what passages, like, were going to get read. So if you didn't get called, you'd be, like, reading the next one, because you're like, do I know all these words? Okay. Yes. Okay. (laughs) It would really stress people out. And then I know I would get bored and I would just want to be done. I would always read ahead because, you know, you're going through varying. (laughs) So then when you get called Yeah. Yeah. You're like, I don't, I don't know where we're at, but, (laughs) but like some of the kids are struggling and like, I know I was given books super young. Like Mm -hmm. I just like all. That was what we did. We read books as kids. So all, all of me and my sister, we we read at a really high level, which is just so important for like school, because mm-hmm. um, you can just fall behind so quickly. And you know, most people don't read at above like a sixth grade level. Yeah. Which is. Going off that low. and just kind of 
continuing the conversation is back in the day. I mean, we read a lot as kids, but I struggled with reading. There was just some like words I just, I don't know. I guess I didn't catch on to it as fast. And I eventually got to the point where I was a pretty advanced reader. But because I'd always been told like, you're not a good reader. You didn't like to I, or didn't like well, to Well, I just people. was like very self-conscious about it. Like, I'm not a good reader. I'm not a good writer. Because that's what I'd been told by some other people way back when. And like my mom, when she became my teacher, was like, that. Yeah, that's not true. Like, you're very smart. <laughs> so she kind of pushed and tried to change that track. But it's hard when, especially at a young age, like you've got such key developmental stuff going on that, I mean, you're like, well... Linda, this Linda said I was not good. So. <laughs> and then you have to work through that. Yeah, like yeah. It, it, it just, everything slowly builds. Um, but like having someone put you kind of under to focus on a memory where you can alter the story a little bit. Because at the end, like the past is a different perspective from everyone. Like we could, we experienced the same, could have experienced the same exact moment, but have two very different stories from it. And that can kind of help you kind of change your, your viewpoint. Like, Oh, like they may have said this, but let's reframe it a little bit to where. Everything's different. Mm -hmm. And that's just kind of going back the, I know like you can get in that relaxed state being being hypnotized mm -hmm. um, and like deal with like phobias and stuff, uh, which like I don't have any like strong phobias. Like I don't like I don't like spiders like at all, but like I can like deal with them. I get I wouldn't call it a phobia. I don't think most people like spiders. I used to not like snakes, but now you love snakes. I think snakes are cool. So um. now I think if given the opportunity to have a snake for like a week, you'd do it. Oh, I don't know about that. It just—it doesn't seem as if scary. If one of your dudes was like, "Hey, can you just watch my snakes for a week?" and you'd be like, "Sure." Well, the people I watch on YouTube have venomous snakes, and no shot. We're not not touching those. Uh. But you would want to go look at them. Yeah. Um, but just like what they eat, would you say you have any phobias? One's very irrational, which is grasshoppers. That, oh yeah, that is true. Um, um, and everyone has tried to tell me, Shannon, they like literally can't harm like you, the most harmless but, things. uh, I, I can't, like I just can't with them. What's that Disney movie? Is it like Ant's oh Life or whatever? Yeah. Oh my god! Mm -mm. Nope. Is is that why mm -mm. you have that phobia? No, I think um this phobia started because of my dear sister Megan. Mhm. Mm yeah. Well, she we had a lot of grasshoppers in the good Motown, and she liked to collect them and create their own little habitats in a bunch of red Solo cups. That's so. By the end of summer, there was probably like. A hundred red solo cups with saran wrap and a few poked holes around them with dead grasshoppers. So she was just murdering grasshoppers. Pretty much, but she thought she was saving them. Uh -huh. That was her goal was to save them. <laughs> I also think she did it to harass me. 
but oh my gosh i can remember one time katie was probably not even a year old and our our cat had brought in a grasshopper and i'm screaming bloody murder my dad comes upstairs he's like what's wrong what's wrong what's wrong and i was like there's a grasshopper and i think my dad wanted to smack me he was like shannon it's a grasshopper it's not going to do anything to you and your sister is sleeping you know i've had those moments with some bugs around our apartments where you've kind of been like oh my gosh it's a bug yeah, it's just a bug. It's not going to harm you. There are some bugs that I don't mind. Like spiders, don't mind spiders. Because they eat the other bugs. Now, like cockroaches, uh, no. Yeah. Grasshoppers, mm-mm, nope. Like it gets my heart beating just thinking about, oh, uh, nope. Oh, yeah. I hate flies. Flies are probably my least favorite. But I guess... Looking on all of this, I don't think many people are going to go find a hypnotist, but it's kind of like piqued my interest because I know you like to do yoga and Mm -hmm. you see all the time people doing like meditation and stuff. Yeah. But like just getting, spending that extra time and I don't think it has to be like a lot of time, but like just where you have that like 20, 30 minutes of like, say like meditation. Mm hmm. I could I could definitely see the benefits of it. So maybe might look into trying that. We'll set up a little space in your closet. What would be your goal with that? I think for me it would be like being able to focus longer time on tasks. Mm-hmm. Um, I think like I have like undiagnosed like ADD or maybe that's just a little trendy. But I know I struggle more doing things like you can go and like, oh, I'm going to do this and like go at it for like an hour. Mm -hmm. And I think I struggle with that and I get distracted and cell phones, notifications, different apps or anything or just, you know. Yeah. But I, I feel like doing that could help me there. Like, just be able to have that deep focus. Yeah. Kind of like training your mind to be able to focus. And that, you know, even if it's like a small benefit, yeah, it could be nice. Because, like, I like to use it because I think my mind is more like towards kind of being able to calm myself down when I work myself up for no apparent reason. So it just helps me with, like, the breath work and, like, becoming present Cause so I don't, I usually will like build up this big old story of what I think is going to happen. And it's and always I'm, I'm determined. Yeah. It's never good. It's like, you know, like last year I was just freaking out. Cause like, I don't about taxes and everything. And I was just like, what if someone like just random stories that I decide are true and the deep work, like, and that can't being, that consciousness just helps me kind of calm down and bring me back to the present and be like, okay, yeah, nope, that's definitely something you made up. You've done this before. You've come up with these negative stories. You're 100% that they are true. They never are true. So <laughs> let's bring it back. 
But <coughs> oh. so with this kind of like mind therapy, I guess that would be what it's called. But obviously, like been watching a lot of college football, different stuff, and I look at these coaches. Uh-huh. And you know, like to me this this might be like more disrespectful to a lot of like leaders and stuff, but like, you know, these like coaches are like almost like commanding their like own armies of players. Yeah. And like these guys like Dion where they just have that energy around them. That, yeah, where like and people are like people want to be led by them. Yeah. And and then like cuz when I think about like battles like back in the day not so much like when I look at like the revolutionary war like these guys were like fighting for their freedom like they had something to fight for or I I guess yeah but but when I think back to like Napoleon's time or like Alexander the Great it was like these like peasant farmers that were like using just swords, no armor, whatever. And then they're getting told by this guy, like we have to go fight these people for this land. Yeah. With like, uh, I have been watching game of Thrones too. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) So that might be part of it, but um, how were these guys able to convince this mass of people that like, Hey, we don't really have like a key vision to fight for, but you fight for me. And I suppose you could say money and stuff, but, like, I mean, most of these people are just going to their death. Yeah. And and I, I just think that's, like, the psychology of, like, how these people are able to create this energy of, like, let's go do this. Like, you will fight and die for me. And I, I think that's important in a team environment. So, you know, I didn't play any sports at, like, a – college level but in like high school like I never had coaches that were like you know these like people that were like you know like let's go like a big team thing yeah and and you know maybe I just didn't buy into it but I don't think they helped their cause uh um but you know like on, on your team like did you feel like any sort of like oh my gosh, this is like, let's go do this. Or or even so, just like, what's kind of your mindset when you were like in a race rowing? That That's not something I've ever done before. And I, I just think it's different because I, I know when you're, when you're doing like sports, like swinging a golf club or like shooting a free throw, like mm-hmm. your body goes into like almost like a, a focused mode. Mm-hmm. where you're not you're not thinking about it like oh my arms here like you're going to go back to what you instinctually your your body knows yeah. and and that's why it's like yeah you can do as like many drills as possible but like you get up there you're going to do what your body knows mm-hmm. um so like what what was kind of the mindset when you were racing I think it was more doing it for the other people in the boat not so much like 
because rowing is a very very painful sport from uh how your body feels during it so it's not like oh we're about to have such a good time like and it's very different and kind of what I was telling you yesterday about watching tennis is there's not like that excitement where like you get a kill or whatever where you're just like feel a lot of energy where in rowing it was very much so like I want to do this for everyone else in the boat and so much more of like a team because I mean I've always played like a team sport but not to the point where like in rowing you were doing it for your team because there is no way in heck I'd want to do that just for myself yeah well just even thinking about that like what there's like one moment of like gratitude when rowing and that's like the finish finish. line you're just like oh thank god like (laughs) the one race that comes to my mind that was like a lot of excitement at the end was big 12s after my sophomore year i think it was and you just felt like the energy in the boat was just so positive and everything and we'd had a pretty good season and that to me was like a moment where you know, all the pain was worth it because you were with all these other women that were kind of building you up and, you know, it's a very hard sport and like you guys survived. So <laughs> Yeah. Now, when you were in the boat, obviously like most people have seen like an erg machine, you know, yeah. it, it's the same thing. I mean, it looks very different. It looks kind of scary, especially when like the, the paddle goes into the water and yeah. like gets stuck. Yeah. But what what's going through your head within the race like are are you focused on your breathing or are you just focused on listening to the lady that's yelling so i usually sat in the middle of the boat and my focus i knew i was supposed to generate a lot of power so i was focused on that but also relax and f- super focused on the person in front of me because I was like toward I was in the middle but towards the front so I knew I needed to generate a lot of power but I also could not like obviously no one can lose track of like the other the, the person you in front of you because you've got to work together so it was just like focus on the person but it, like those like smaller things I don't think you can focus on especially in like race moments because you're counting that you've done the work prior to get you to this moment so it's like okay relax power focus like that's it now like that's like you have to you're you're going like full strength or whatever for for that like yeah length of time is is a hundred percent um but if like even just like one person is off by like a little bit it creates so much like rubber banding of yeah. You're not. So it's almost like so much of that is like in some sports you can hide your worst player. Mm-hmm. But but if you don't have everyone in, in sync, that's going to you know, sink the boat, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, that's really interesting. I'm kind of surprised I haven't asked you about that sooner. But but just like the overall like mindset dynamics of rowing is so different than a lot of other sports. And it's definitely something I had to work on too. Cause I mean, you're so used, I was so used to doing like team sports 
in which, I mean, in a way you want to stand out, you know, because, I mean, in volleyball, you want to be the, the team that's better in a more visible way. But rowing, there's not that, like, visibility, like, distinction. Like, you're all doing the same exact movement. It's more of just, like, a power that you can't you can't see visually. So, yeah, it was interesting. But competing in jiu-jitsu tournaments is such a different dynamic than, like, say, like, football, baseball. Because, mm-hmm. like, you have, like, these moments of, like, stopping or even just like other sport but like you're constantly going mm-hmm. but i thought because when you when you're in practice you don't like have that adrenaline and yeah. like you can take so many more chances because like you're not yeah if you lose like it's practice you know yeah but like getting into it if like you do one thing wrong like oh you lost or you know you're like you're put to sleep or like seriously get hurt mm-hmm. and that was like one of the things is like if I do this, I, I could get hurt. And that, yeah. that that's probably like the weirdest. And there's no one around you to help like protect you in a way. Cause like in football, I mean, you could make a mistake that could potentially get you hurt, but you can count on other people around you to kind of have your back in a yeah. sense. So that like going from an individual to a team sport. Mm-hmm. But I think just to kind of get back on, 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 more focus i mean just kind of talking about the mindset of like well what you're going for um within the sport but i think even just like taking that relaxation Mm -hmm. would just be so important within i don't think that's focused on enough because i think you perform better when you are relaxed relaxed. and that's why there's, there's people in sports that like they're considered like practice kings or queens i guess but like when they're in practice there's like no pressure they just do incredible but like you know there's different players that like when they get into a game they're able to perform at that same level so they're just better and going back to like the hypnosis kind of thought is like how people when they're hypnotized can do the monkey dance but when they're not like they would not even even consider it yeah Yeah, it would be an automatic no like that's embarrassing where i mean if you apply that to sports in practice you're expected to let down a few times you know you can make a mistake but that's why you're practicing but in the game it's like all on the line and the thought like if i mess up like i'm letting everyone down yeah or letting yourself being able to work through that and I would agree. I think the mental game has become more of an emphasis in athletics than it has in the past. But I definitely think it's an area that will continue to grow because it's so important. Like even our recent golf hobby, if I overthink it, like I'm going to have a terrible day. Or if I just, even if I like just don't feel like being there. I'm not going to do very well because it just, there's not the relaxed effort behind it. I mean, and I think it needs both components. Yeah. I know. I've seen like some of the worst three point shooters in basketball Mm -hmm. 
you get them in practice and they will like hit like 80%. Yeah. But you put them in a game, they're shooting like 20%. Yeah. And it's just, it's crazy that difference. But it also like, it shows like that level. Like you have to be probably like an 80% shooter. Maybe that's a little optimistic. But like those guys can all play. Yeah. It's just different in games. Yeah. And the mindset, like, you know, like some of the things where it's like what separates good from great. I mean, mindset and your ability to relax, have that like relaxed focus definitely is a key indicator. So I guess just kind of wrap up, but, you know, my just my recent interest in this might actually give it a shot we can we can do some of like the influencer like life people you know they have meditation sessions they wake up at 3 a.m and oh <laughs> four is early enough for this gal yeah yeah those people that would get funny. you like what two hours of sleep oh my god i think you'd have to change your sleep schedule for that yeah. one turn into a vampire <laughs> uh, <laughs> but maybe try and include that into the schedule yeah. See how it goes. Yeah, I'll, I'll, be, I'll provide updates. I think it would help you a lot in very many areas. Yeah. But I hope you liked the video today. Video or audio, I guess. We're not on. We're not on Spotify video. We're not. We're not cool enough for that yet. Uh, <laughs> um, but you know, like, subscribe, comment. And, Dogs uh, are joining us in this yeah. very moment. <laughs> Hope you all have a wonderful rest of your week. See you next week.